It's a mini episode. A mini episode. It's a mini mini episode. I just broke my phone. Well, you're gonna have to go get a new phone. On the mini episode. Good news! It's perfectly fine. Hurrah. And you can find us on Podbean and iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) So many. So many. So many. Little itty bitty. Itty bitty polka dot bikini. What is that? Oh, I thought it's itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. That she wore for the first time today. (laughs) Mine is the, the cut down version. The radio version. No, I thought you... At least you didn't start talking about an itty bitty titty committee. That's a movie, you know. Is it? It is. I definitely did watch it. Coming soon. No, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you see it's what I did there? Uh, oh shit! It's about a bunch of ladies that love other ladies. Sounds like my kind of film. There you go. This is a what were they thinking mini episode. <laughs> we should probably introduce ourselves. We're just talking about porno now, aren't we? Yep. I'm Nathan. I'm Brendan. Uh, so last week we talked about... Okay, I want to get this off my chest right away, Nathan. Okay. Last week we talked about Biker Boys mm-hmm. with our, our guest Erica, who was yep. lovely. And I totes forgot something. Totes my goats forgot something? Totes my goats for goats. I didn't drop a hint for Awful. the next episode. I know. I am a terrible person. It's almost like I should have a rundown written in front of me at all times because I always run the risk of forgetting something. <laughs> However, I will give the clue right now, and it may be obvious to anyone who may know this movie, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. So we'll reveal it at the end of this mini episode, but here's the clue for the movie we are doing next week. <clears throat> Hello! Yep, there you go. And keep in mind, this is February, and love is in the air, so that means that (laughs) (laughs) Mariah is picking my episode coming out, or my pick, I guess, Mm -hmm. and Patty will be picking your episode at the end of the month. Yes. Yeah. Because love is in the air. (laughs) Calm down there, Barry White. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Well, I appreciate that. I'll just run down the, the 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 year. So we got February. We got February. We got uh, you know Mariah and Patty making the picks. We got March, which is going of course wrestling themed month. Mm-hmm. April and May are going to be standard. So mm-hmm. we're just going to pick some movies. June this year is listeners' choice. I have a feeling the um, <laughs> still better than postal is going to be challenged. <sighs> oh shit! Well, I'll just say this, Brent. Uh, despite me telling Brent, no, no, it's way... <laughs> despite me saying to Brent on the Home Video Hustle, it's pretty early to take picks, but you seem to be throwing movies at me right now, so go ahead. He's already given me his picks. And I'm just gonna say, woof. Yeah? We might be in trouble if we pick one of those. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you in on it off air. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've got, uh, you know, we got, that's June... Uh, July and August, of course, summer flop busters. Mm-hmm. 
October is a Halloween horror theme movies, and December is Christmas, obviously. Yes. Or Hanukkah. Maybe I'll find a good Hanukkah movie. <laughs> okay. What, what, what would that even be? Like an Eight Crazy Nights or like... Hebrew uh, Hammer. No, it's just going to say that one. I was like, the one with... What's his face in it? Adam F- A- Adam Goldberg. Yeah, I almost said Adam Driver. That's definitely not it. <laughs> Although he could still play that role. Yes. <laughs> With that being said, mm-hmm. Nathan, what's our topic? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Hey, some of our best episodes have turned out from this. Yep. Well, it's going to do a call-in show, so we're going to take your calls right now. Just call in 1-800-WHAT-WERE-THEY-THINKING. I know it's a long number, but hey. Uh, let's see if uh, we can get any calls. That, that, the lines are not lighting up. Uh, damn it. We're going to have to start getting controversial, Nathan. So, uh, I don't know. You see any uh, flicks lately? Uh, Biker, Biker Boys, Boys, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, how was that? Tell me about Biker Boys. Uh, you know what? It was enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> tour de force, if you will. This is where I'll plug in the clip of the entire episode from last week. <laughs> but just your side? So yeah. <laughs> nobody else's audio. Um, you haven't watched anything at the theater lately or anything? No, actually, I was... Uh, we're gonna go to the theater this past week, but... Um... Ended up, uh, I guess, chilling at home, playing video games and watching crap movies because my kids were away and I didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> so you were kind of working if you were watching crap movies. I well, I yeah, I I did watch, kind of watched because I was also playing video games at the same time. Uh, game over, man. Oh, that Netflix thing. It's awful. I've heard. It's fucking terrible. Which is unfortunate because the guys from Workaholics are pretty funny. Yes. And it's not to take away from that show, but that movie was, it was dreadful. Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad to know it wasn't just like a like a stuffy critic thing because I heard like a lot of people say it was bad and I was like, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's maybe just a dumb comedy, but yeah, that... Kind of, kind of tone deaf and wrong minded. At least in 2018. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like it doesn't age well. Even <laughs> though it was released this year. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It would have, um, if it were made, I'd say around 2004, 2003, it would it would fit in with the uh, the movies that were out around that time. That's that's very odd. Well, that was, you know, back then it was still perfectly cool to say, you know, when you're trying to say something is stupid, you'd describe me that that's gay. That's... Uh, really? They have that in it? Yes. That, that, that's... It was that, that, that kind of spirit of it where, you know, the idea of, you know, uh, someone being gay is the joke. That's so antiquated. Yeah. So that's weird. I find like honestly, I find like Netflix has a has a track record of that kind of with their original movies. Yeah. Especially like their shows. Like I don't know if you heard or seen any of that Insatiable show. No. But there's there was a lot of like uh, I don't want to say uproar, but there was a lot of like c- controversy about that. Like it wasn't exactly 
what it was supposed to be. Like, it was supposed to be this, like, you know, eye-opening take on uh, femininity and, you know, uh, sexuality. And people were just like, it is the most tone-deaf thing on Netflix. Well, because I guess the... I guess the premise was... Like, it was... Uh, it was supposed to be a, a, a fat girl who got skinny. Yeah. And rather than be empowering, the, the whole show... I haven't seen it, so I can't say, but the whole show, people were like, "There, it does nothing to serve, you know, be who you are and love who you are. No, not at all. So. Yeah, and there's weird things where, like, the, uh, they have characters being like, I think I'm bisexual, and other characters being like, no, you're gay, and they're like, ah, same thing. Just stuff like that. Where you wouldn't expect it on a show that's it's not it's not so much that that they're saying that it's like they're saying that on a show where they're they're pushing forward this message that they're progressive. Mm-hmm. It's weird, like it, it doesn't it doesn't add up. No, <laughs> and I saw the whole uh, I watched the entire first season. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, <laughs> because it was trashy, and I kind of like I kind of enjoyed it despite itself. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely not it's it's not quote unquote woke as they say well okay so then i guess i watched season three of f is for family on netflix which is a really funny cartoon show but it's weird because it's it's set in the 70s and the the joke or the satire is that of you know people being terrible in regards to like sexuality yeah. and race and stuff like that, is not a distant history for our society, right? And they don't—they're not preachy about it. They just kind of show it out for what it was, and that's the joke. And when I watch that stuff, I like the—I'm laughing at it, but I'm not laughing at the idea of. Oh, it's because this guy's gay that's funny. It's laughing at the idea, can you believe we were like that once? That's, yeah, and that's the thing. I think that's the difference between good satire and bad satire. Yeah. It's and... like, yeah, you take a thing like South Park, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same same idea. Yeah, and but I mean, then to watch a movie like Game Over, man, where I'm like, yeah. it. this is set now. It's... We it's kind of frowned upon to act the way that you're acting, and I get it. I'm like I can't say you know be this way. Everybody must be this way. It's it wasn't my my cup of tea as far as you know comedies go because I felt not because I was offended. I just felt that the the writing was kind of it came off as kind of lazy. Well, that's the thing. That's what I was going to say. Even if you're not offended by this kind of stuff, it is lazy. Hmm. Like, to just be like, oh, that's gay. Like, how easy is it to write that line? Right. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. I, I, think, mean... that, I, think, that's, I think that's also a major aspect that people are leaving out when people are getting offended that people are offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, well, they're also offended because it's just lazy and bad writing. Yeah. It's like, like you're, you want me to take time out of my day to pay attention to what you're putting out there but you put like a lunch break's worth of effort into writing it yeah guys we gotta do we got all this coke to do we gotta get this script written (laughs) 
Gay bashing jokes? Gay bashing jokes. Let's do it. <laughs> or like, well, oh man, there's also like a string of stuff. Like if you watch any of those movies like uh, like Wild Hogs or like Old Dogs or any of those kinds of movies, there's so much like gay panic jokes. Yeah, but with those movies, while I don't care for them, the target demographic... I I feel that it would go over well. Yeah, I just mean like it's just weird to see I it's just it doesn't hold up very well. Mm. And it's like it's weird the joke is like like basically the joke in uh Wild Hogs is that John C. McGinley is trying to rape one of them. Right. Like okay. This is <laughs> Sure, that's hilarious. Like, I don't know, it just doesn't really hold for me as a comedy. <laughs> well, and again, remember how I'd said that with, you know, Game Over Man, if it was written a decade or more ago, it people wouldn't bat an eye. Well, no, they, they'd say, oh, that doesn't hold up well, but I understand the climate was different back then. And it's uh, the same idea. Yeah. I Yeah, I know, I just mean it's not, it's not easy to watch now. No, no. Like, back then, we didn't really take it into account as much. I mean, I think people still did, but I think it just wasn't as public. This is true. Because, um, I, mean, I mean, like, you know, people did just suddenly get offended last year, you know what I mean? No, and that's it. Like, the it, we're definitely now in more of a time where people are lending credence to ev- everybody's at least got a voice, and you should, you know... Do them the courtesy of, of listening yeah. and then decide whether or not, you know, they're overreacting or if they have a legitimate point or maybe a bit of both. Because exactly. I've, I've seen times where people are like just losing their mind over something and they're absolutely overreacting, but they are reacting in a way that does have a valid point. Yeah. And, and, and people that, um, there are people that overreact to the reactions too, and it's like, it's not, man. This we're getting deep. Um, <laughs> it's not even like people need to. Under, I think people need to understand. Like, it doesn't mean these people that are complaining or like bringing up a point. It's not like they're saying yank this show off the air. You know, boycott this movie. That most of the time, that's not even what they're saying. Like, if you want to watch it and enjoy it, hey, hats off to you. They're just making a point about how this maybe doesn't appeal to them, or maybe, you know, comes across as a bit crass or, like, uh, bad taste to someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Yeah. I got no problem with anybody. What? Anyone who wants to be offended by something. Now, if you're going to tell me you're offended by a movie because you didn't like their hat, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna laugh in your face. What? Right. So, because, I mean, you're you're, you know, railing against this movie because someone's wearing a dumb hat. I mean, that's... I, I would be like, are you, you're doing a bit right now, right? Well, yeah, like, if we made fun of a movie for having bad hats, that's one thing. But if someone's like, you should boycott this movie because those hats are offensive. And that, the first thing I would ask is, you're you're doing a bit, right? <laughs> yeah, unless those hats had fucking swastikas on them for no reason and didn't serve the plot at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those Nazis wore uniforms with SS on them. Yeah, that's, that's historically accurate. Yep. <laughs> Well, it was like, I got a, a really good example of this, and it just, I just remembered this. 
So we're gonna go. We're gonna travel back in time uh, <laughs> about twenty years, if not more, when the movie <laughs> when the movie uh, A Time to Kill came out. Uh, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, oh, based on that the John one. Grisham novel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. So that the movie is a you know pretty good movie. You know, and I'm not bagging on the movie. Uh, because the movie touches on, you know, uh, racism and, uh, you know, people dealing with, you know, white versus black. When the movie came out, I saw it. And I was like, this is really good. This, the drama is, is excellent. The characters are well drawn. Kevin Spacey's in it. I didn't know anything about what he was up to at that point. So, I enjoyed it. Mm. There was a girl in uh, one of my classes who said she didn't like the movie. And I was like, well, why didn't you like the movie? Thinking that, you know, maybe she didn't like this actor or that actor, or she felt that she couldn't follow it or something. She was like, there was so much racism in it. (sighs) And I'm like, that's the point! (laughs) The uh, whole movie is about dealing with like institutional racism in the South. Yeah, it's not like the movie is pro racism, right? And she's like, "Oh, but there was just so there was so much racism in it. I couldn't deal with it." I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> that's like, you know, I tried to watch Twelve Years a Slave, but there was so much racism in it." Yeah, or you know what? I I watched the Diary of Anne Frank. What a downer! <laughs> right? <laughs> so, it's it's situations like that where the point is so sorely missed. And when somebody gets offended or complains about it, and it's like, the, the thing that you're complaining about is the point. Right. That's the joke, as the Simpsons have said. <laughs> yep, as the meme that I've used a million times. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, I don't know. It, it 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 does bother me to the point that people do are, are. It seems like people are constantly offended. But I'm not of the mind where I would say like, "Oh, quit your belly aching, snowflake." Yeah. It's like because everybody does. There's there's a legitimate grain of feeling at the root of anybody being offended, but. I, I think it I how you like, handle it is is really yeah. what I'm getting at. I feel like people take advantage of everything and make can make anything look bad too. So I feel like people who are legitimately offended or you know have some kind of issue with it normally handle it fairly well. But I think there's also people that just you know the people that are absolutely ridiculous or are completely missing the point make the legitimate ones look bad uh, in hindsight. Well, do you remember, um... It's like extremes, it's like extremes exist everywhere, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, a few years ago, when, uh, Stephen Colbert was still doing the Colbert Report on Comedy Central, uh, they, he was, that, that show was all satire. Yeah. And, uh, they were covering, uh, I don't know, a, a, a story where... Um, somebody had made uh, kind of a racist offhand remark 
uh, and just tried to play it off uh, as saying like uh, they were going to give the money they were they were apologizing and they were going to give some money to charity and the, the the apology was really weak-willed and and just didn't it didn't seem like the person really meant it and they were just like all right fine here's some money to a charity leave me alone so Stephen Colbert made this joke about okay since it's so easy to get off with that I'm going to start a charity myself called the Stephen Colbert uh Ching Chong Chang, whatever charity for Asian studies, and that was almost literally the joke, yeah. right? And like word for word, and so the joke being is like that he's making is that one the person they were talking about just a minute ago doesn't really mean what they're saying; they're throwing money at it to make it go away. So that's gonna be the move. For everyone from now on, uh, anybody who is going to make an offhanded, you know, racial remark. Mm-hmm. Somebody got offended of that course. he made that joke. So somebody didn't look into the context of the joke. Right. By, by saying, by simply saying, ching chong, bing bong, whatever he said, just that isolated alone was offensive, but they didn't look into the context of it. Right, and that's, I guess that's where a lot of it... Uh, where it comes from is uh, with people being offended. A lot of times, I'll, I'll say, "What's the context? What do they? How do they mean?" Because yeah. like, if someone's being, if they say something, and what they're saying is, you know, I'm all right with this. I'm okay with it. But because they're using verbiage that isn't accepted or the the norm people will get upset at the words that they're using rather than what they're actually saying. Yeah, and I'll say that like there's some there's some words that uh are exempt from that. Like I think there's some words that are not don't need to be in any context. Like I'll True. never say the other f word. Right. And I won't drop an n bomb on this show. Like that just that there's some words you just don't need to say at all. Right. And But yes, I agree with the rest of it. Yeah. Well, I mean I think the the best best way it was ever put that for me anyways as far as context and what is said goes Patton Oswalt had a really good bit where he was like who would you hate more who would you should you be more offended at um a guy who says well I am heteronormative uh I do not and I do support the idea of a person loving whoever they are however I'm not for uh, homosexuals being married as I feel it goes against my heteronormative Christian upbringing. Said very calmly, said very professionally, the words are very eloquent. Versus a guy who's like, what, a couple of queers want to get married? I'm fine with that. Yeah. People would more be offended with the other, with the, the dude saying a couple of queers want to get married, I'm fine with that, because... He says queers or something else, whereas the other guy used 100% perfectly acceptable PC language, but is essentially saying that gays shouldn't be married, and uh, you know what, if you're not hetero-Christian, I don't feel that you should be able to do what you want to do. Yeah, um, the unfortunate thing 
about that. I do, I do agree that that's probably what would happen. The unfortunate thing is, I mean, it might be a stereotype to say this, but a lot of people who do say things like, you know, I don't, uh, I don't approve of, you know, gay marriage or whatever, usually do sound like the second example more than they do the first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's, <laughs> it's kind of there's a, there's a strong correlation there. <laughs> yeah, and I, and that's it. Like you're used to when people. You know, when they they use, I guess, non-PC language, for lack of a better term, it's it's a knee-jerk reaction to say, oh, they're using that word, they must be against it, and they're bad, and I have to be offended by this. Mm -hmm. Rather than saying, oh, well, that's, it's really good that you support gay marriage, but let's go let you know, man, calling people queer in 2019 is not okay. Yeah, so unless you're talking a, about a peculiar situation. Right. <laughs> so rather than take the time and have a conversation and just maybe kind of, you know, write the course that they're already on a decent course because they're clearly for this, just saying, you know, speak better and not being in a way where you're being judging. I've had the same conversation with my dad and my mom several times but because you know children of the 60s children of the 70s that sort of thing versus how things are now and i'm never like oh you guys shouldn't say that that's not okay i i i'll you know a lot of times i'll laugh it off and i'll be like come on dad it's 2019 seriously (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you know and and then I would say, okay, well, this is, you know, this is kind of how it is. And a lot of times there'll be pushback. It was like, well, you know, that's not how it was when I was younger. It's like, well, you know, you're not, it's not that time anymore. We got to move on. <laughs> we're, we're really bringing the funny this week. <laughs> uh, well, you know. <laughs> We're not even talking about movies now. No, this is the politics episode. Let's see if we can we can cycle this thing back. Um, God. So I I mean I saw a couple movies. <laughs> okay, well let's lay it on me, man. <sighs> oh man. Um. Well, I did see Glass, as we oh, talked yeah? about last time. Um, it was all right. It was it was uh. I feel like the last 10, 15 minutes was kind of the worst part. So was it, it, is it a situation where it's, it's better than Unbreakable, but not as good as Split? I, I do like Unbreakable, actually. Yeah? Yeah. I, I like Unbreakable, I liked Split more, and I think it's, like, not as good as Unbreakable. Oh, did you really? Not, did, you, did you not like Unbreakable? Uh, well, it's not that I didn't like it. Uh... After, you know, a few years and rewatching it and say, oh, this is actually pretty good. When I first watched Unbreakable, I was waiting for a real drastic twist because Uh that's what Shyamalan did with The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Right. So I was expecting something a little more like that and I didn't get it. So I was automatically let down. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I can see that because Unbreakable was kind of more of a subtle. I mean, there's a twist, but it wasn't as intense as the the Sixth Sense. Yeah, or the Last Airbender. The twist is it's terrible. 
<laughs> but you know that twist right from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, do any of his movies not not have like Signs had a twist? What was that twist? Uh, something about like how the mom knew to swing away or something to that effect. Oh yeah, right. I don't even remember. It was dumb. See, the village what? had a twist. The vi- the visit had a twist. The visit I liked. I saw the twist coming, but I liked the twist, and because it was it to me, it felt really like an homage to movies like uh, was it uh, Don't Look in the Basement? Yeah, I liked it. I and liked. I, the... I loved how they handled the fan footage stuff too. I liked the visit, aside from the cringy rapping scenes. <laughs> yes. That kid's terrible. That was that was the worst. <laughs> but he puts the diaper full of shit in his face. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I when I saw Signs, um, I liked that movie because I was expecting a twist. Um, and I was even kind of formulating what I thought the twist was gonna be. Yeah. And I guess I felt prey to my own wishes not being fulfilled because when i saw it i was like oh this is it's gonna be like the day the earth stood still where the aliens are the good guys and we suck (laughs) and that's not what happened nope it turns out that the aliens are allergic to water which is insane well not go to a planet that's like 78 percent right that, and that was my that was my thing. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, "Why the? Do they not have scouts? <laughs> or I mean, if they have mastered intergalactic travel, they should have mastered uh, being able to see what is on a good portion of the planet they're about to invade." Not to mention that they can't go through a wooden door. <laughs> also, the water is so plentiful on our planet that sometimes it just falls from the sky. Why would you go to that planet if you're allergic to water? <laughs> yeah. And then there's the happening, which is, oh, is coming there a soon. Uh, I hope so. Is there a twist in that one? <laughs> yeah, Mark Wahlberg's a science teacher. Twist! Right at the first. That is pretty. That is a pretty great twist. <laughs> It's Shyamalan's only R-rated movie. Is it really? Yeah. Only one he's directed. Yeah. I don't know. I. That's weird. I thought I thought Split would be, but I didn't check the rating nope. on it. But because it's really uncomfortable in a lot of spots. Yeah, Split uh, does a lot of off-screen stuff too, or like you know stuff in the shadows. So it's not. Uh, it oh, was okay. able to get away with it. Also. Actually, you know that I think of it, I don't think Lady in the Water has a twist. Maybe it does. I don't remember it. I, know I remember. The, uh, yeah, there's a twist. Uh, terrible. Paul Giamatti can be in terrible movies. <laughs> That's the twist. Yeah. I was like, "Come on, Paul Giamatti, you were in Shoot 'Em Up." I fucking love Shoot 'Em Up. That's a great movie. <laughs> Eating a fucking carrot. Right. Stabs him with it. Stabs him with a carrot. <laughs> Uh, what we're else fans of people getting stabbed with uh, <laughs> unusual things. Yeah, like in John Wick. And like Pumpkinhead? Yep, with a gun. Stabbed, stabbed with, with a gun. A gun. 
<laughs> um, what else did I see? Oh, I also saw The Upside. The one with Brian it's Cranston the... in a wheelchair. I've I've heard not good things. I actually liked it a lot. Yeah? I was surprised. Maybe it's because I haven't seen the original, because apparently the original is like a gorgeous, like, wonderful movie, and I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, this American remake is terrible. Oh. But I didn't really have too many problems with it. It's, it's cliched, and it's like, you know, kind of sappy, but I mean, it was fine. It was good. It was entertaining. It held my attention. It was a little long, but... Okay. And, you know, Nicole Kidman was there, so I'm okay with that. Well, yeah. <laughs> she still looks amazing. Just gotta say that. I'm a perv. <laughs> That's not enough pervy about that. She looks amazing. Okay, well, let me get into more details then. Okay. Uh, her boobies. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see them, guys, just watch Eyes Wide Shut. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's, yeah, the one with Tom Cruise and the Stanley Kubrick sex parties. I don't know if she's naked or if it's just a bunch of extras later in those masks. Oh, well, that's a possibility. It's been a long fucking time since I saw that movie once, and only once. <laughs> uh, I did see something else. What, I, what else did I see? Actually, I don't think I saw anything else this year. Uh, but I am excited because over here in Fredericton, where <laughs> I live, please don't kill me, um, we just got a few movies that were uh, recently announced as Oscar nominees, so I'm going to check those out. Okay. We got... Uh, Melissa McCarthy drama film called Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, we finally got Green Book. And we got The Favorite. I love, 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 love Emma Stone. <laughs> and Rachel Weisz is pretty good too. Yeah. So, I guess we should tell everyone what we're watching next week. Yes. Let's so, dive away from the politically charged episode that this was. <laughs> Man, I got intense. Uh, Nathan, hit that button. Play that trailer. No matter who you are. You're going to be marrying one of the most eligible bachelors in Atlanta. I love you. There's always one thing you can count on. I'm Lisa's sister. I'm Brian, Lisa's cousin. Family. When are we going to meet this man? He hits me. Medea? What's going on? Her man is beating her. Now what should we do? Before or after his funeral? Lisa, women sometimes have to deal with things to be comfortable. It's the only nice your life could be if you just do what I say. The black woman's model. We don't always do what we want to do, but we always do what we have to do. How you doing? Would you go out with me sometime? I got two kids at home waiting for me. I got a son. We could make this a family thing. Tyler Perry and Lionsgate invite you to experience the joy. You know she got two kids, don't you? I know. And you still want to go out with her? The laughter. Medea is a new foster mother. I was hoping they would have locked you the hell up. The only thing locked up around here is your bowels. The pain. I love you so much, and I, I'm going to go to counseling. Just don't leave me. And the love. What happened to the pride and the dignity and the respect that we had for one another? Young black man, young black women, take your place. Starting now. At Medea's family reunion. Oh, hello. How you doing? 
this February. My dad never taught me how to be a father or a husband. We gotta be a generation of men that changes that. Take control. Take a chance. And always take care of your own. Whenever you come around family, you can find love. Medea's family reunion. Excuse me, excuse me. Did that thing just push you, Joe? Yeah, she did. She don't know us. We Baptists. We'll tear this church up. You better be glad you're a church. Jesus just saved your life. Hallelujah. Mariah, you're going to hear a breakup on the air. <laughs> that bad, eh? So Mariah has chosen Medea's Family Reunion, directed by Otour Tyler Perry. Good God Almighty, Lord help us all. Nathan, I have never seen a Medea movie. Really? Never. I have avoided them like the plague. Yeah, I've seen so, a, quite a few, actually. That's, that. wow. Okay. Have you seen this one? Yes. Are we in for a treat? I am. <laughs> oh, we are going into the totally inconsistent world of Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> With Medea's family reunion. But that is next week. But as for now, Nathan, why don't you tell us where we can find your good friend, Montrose Monkington Third? Yes, uh, not only my good friend, but your good friend, Montrose Monkington III, can be found on YouTube on Montrose Monkington TV channel. Uh, you can also check him out on Facebook, uh, Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends. And you can also follow him on Twitter at uh, Montrose the Third. That's the number three RD. Thank you. More later. I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, and also, of course. Oh, one second. Cat, go. Go, 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 go. You can wait two minutes. <laughs> also, you can find our podcast, of course, on all the podcatchers. Podbean, www.ttpodcast.podbean.com. Find us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. And you can also find us on Facebook. Just search What Were They Thinking? On Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. And we're also on Patreon. Just search for What Were They Thinking? And you can also search for us on Redbubble. And that'll do it. All right. Uh, that was... <laughs> well, all right. Well, Nathan, um, as we end, as we wrap up here, mm-hmm. do, you, do you have questions? I, I guess I kind of do, yeah. I mean, I mean, on a podcast where people <laughs> talk about movies uh-huh. and and kind of terrible movies or questionable at least movies, right? Uh, and and I mean, uh, on a podcast uh, where we said things like "kisser to keister" and sharing pornography with the elderly, <laughs> for us to get so wrapped up in you know being offended and uh, a politically charged idea behind you know race and sexuality i just i gotta ask yeah what were we thinking so i was out with this girl the other night and she said that she hated star wars can you believe that 
I could top that. My latest date told me he didn't like black and white movies. What? Do you have a movie deal breaker? Is there a film you love so much that if your significant other didn't like it, it would be Splitsville? Well, we're dating hosts, Greg and Lauren, and in our podcast, Movie Date Night, we introduce each other to our favorite movies and see if our relationship can survive. And if our partners appreciate the movies as much as we do. Find us wherever podcasts are available and follow us at Movie Date Night on Facebook or Twitter to talk movies with us. Hey everyone, it's Chris and Mike from The Recasting Couch, the podcast where we take our favorite movies and discuss what they would be like with new actors in all the lead roles. Hey Mike, tell them where they can find us on social media. You can find our website at therecastingcouch.com or on Twitter at RecastingPod. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, if there's a service that's not posting our pod, you let us know and we will rectify that immediately. Damn right. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody.